0: Heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue. And Joe Grande. Hello
2: and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name is Blue, alongside of me is Mr. Joe Grande and you are now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show on the planet. That's
3: right you guys, thank you for listening to our podcast all around the world. Check out the website CannabisTalk101.com as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis with so many great articles and blogs on the website for you to read. And feel free to give us a call anytime, 1-800-420-1980. Or check out the IG pages at Cannabis Talk 101 My brother from another mother right here, Blue, is at the number one, Christopher right. And I am at Joe Grande 52 Yes. I got to remind you guys about the Bear Flag Group. at your white label partners. They're known to be on time, accurate, and do quality co-packaging. They have been launching brands in California since 2015. And at the Bear Flag Group, they do what they say they're going to do. Check them out online at bearflaggroup.com. Yeah. Today on the podcast, oh, we have right. a very special guest, folks. All right. He's an alumni of the CT101 campus. He's been around here before. He's also considered one of the few unicorns in the league legal cannabis industry this guy not only is he as good looking as he sounds Adam Beerman is in the building is a cannabis executive that works with companies or investors to expand consumers access on a global scale matter of fact I'm over there hooking him up with clients and trying to hook them up with different people from New York and everywhere else as this man is a genius in my book you might have seen him on a TV show near you are in an article or something like that, as has appeared on several news outlets, including CNBC, Bloomberg News, Forbes, CNN, Time Magazine, the Los Angeles Times, U.S. News and World Report, as well as many others. And he is also so well known throughout the industry for being the co-founder and former CEO of a little company that's known by MedMen. And now, you guys, be sure to visit his website, theadambeerman.com, IG, Adam Beerman, to bring you all your cannabis business to the forefront of success and global scale. He is such a good looking chap, and we're very grateful to have him back on the show today, you guys. Give it up for our guy, Adam Beerman's yeah! in the building.
1: The modest one, right? I mean, Adam,
3: you know, not one only one do people favorites. every time say we look alike, you know, as I get the little facial hair going, I see that. I see that. I see that. I started doing this. Not only are you the good, looking guy doing your thing but the gag order is off and that's why you're really here and it's so good that we've been able to communicate with you and when I say gag order is off you know those who look them up and do the research we've seen we've heard you've had a lot of stuff go on with you man a lot of stuff and the last time we had you here you're able to talk pretty openly you did a lot but now you have a book coming out possibly a movie everything else that i could see coming as we talked on the last show because there's so much stuff about you as as we say unicorn in the cannabis industry you brought cannabis, in my opinion, to the forefront. Blue and I were the advocates of you when people were running their mouths about you, oh, and did. it goes down as proof because I we have, have the earlier record. podcasts got, yeah, to prove it. Ago. When we were going, no, dude, this guy's killing it, and this is when I didn't meet you but helped Before your company we even do really things. Met you, yeah, we we you knew of you, and I had your ID and was helping with the processing back in the day, but. It's like we've been fans without knowing you and then all this craziness comes out you get bombarded with bad 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 publicity and you come out here and cleared it up some of it on the last podcast but this last runaround with the courts rewarding you a substantial amount of money for the hypocrisy that they've caused for you the the bashing of your name I mean, now can you talk about everything that's went down that you can freely talk about that we're going to hear about in this book that you got going on?
4: All right. Um, uh, What's the Guinness Book of World Records for Longest Podcasts? Uh, Are we ready for it? <laughs> why I got, own the cannabis book of Old records? Uh, we got. By the got way, forty-eight hours to talk. I don't, it, here you we go. Gotta read the book.
3: Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, we we'll definitely uh, got to read the book, but <laughs> give us the clip notes of why they should get it and all these great things. And and by the way, thanks for bringing the family here. Yeah,
2: yeah man, let's, yeah. Get, let's the get the family. Give it up for the family, <laughs> the boys,
3: and the the best friend from the Bay representing, <laughs> and his wife and kids too. Which it's great. I to totally have
2: recognize these guys. I just don't know from where. I'm over here like Hi. Hey, he's in the cannabis industry too. I'm like, how do I know that? Yeah, He's I recognize his him. Brand. I recognize him and his wife. He's like, ah. Oh. Well, his
3: wife's from you know, family's from Millbrae. Watch out, you know. Watch out, Halesboro streets. Watch uh, out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I happy. love it. I'm
4: happy everybody's here. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, I think the, the biggest update from the last time we spoke is that um, from the time that uh, I left uh, Medmen um, until recently, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't in a position to speak about how i left why i left what really went on around me leaving um even in the face of whatever kind of crazy you know cartoonish kind of you know media or propaganda press that they been, just kept might have been out there you know sure um and that uh, happens a lot by the way it's unfortunate. because we
3: never got adam's side
2: yeah
4: and you know i think that was one of these you know moments where you don't always make the best decisions but that's a moment where i made a decision to be uh mature and i think you know and it worked out right Cause, it wasn't. It wasn't always easy to not respond. It wasn't always easy to not pick up the phone um, or respond to an email or a question of you know is this true or whatever. As ludicrous as it might have been, um, because you know I was in the process of suing uh, uh, the company. Um, so now, like you mentioned, uh, that ruling and judgment came back. Um, I prevailed. Um, uh, you know the uh, the judge found that uh, they fraudulently induced me to resigning. Um, wow. and, uh, you know, they owe me money as a result of it. Can we um, share how much money they owe you? I mean, it's all, it's, it's all, all out there, yeah, right? It's millions of out. dollars folks. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It, and it, and it's, you know, it's, it's so, it's so great to be here with you guys talking about what's next with that in my rear view mirror, if yes, I may, you yeah, know, absolutely. it's like. Yeah, I, it, I call it mature, but, you know, that's me rewarding myself for going through some hard shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, but <laughs> it's pieces. like it's really hard to sit there and get smacked around and play dead for a long time. Um, but the last piece was, you know, I just I, I just couldn't speak on anything. I needed to win that. It was important for me and my family to get that money and also to to finish that chapter of my story so that. I could move forward, right? What really did happen? How did that go down with all this craziness? So now I don't have to speak about it. Um, It's in the public record, you know, and it wasn't me, you know, making crazy statements. It's, you know, a judge who sat there (laughs) through two, you know, through weeks of of testimony, right? So it's there, it's final. Yeah. Um, And you know, as unfortunate as it was how it ended with me, uh, and my my tenure there at MedMen, like I, I I do just firmly believe the inevitability of that end, right? And it didn't matter how I walked away; it would have been bittersweet. I mean, that was my child. I have a six and eight-year-old here, and you know, until a couple of years ago, I I knew that company. I didn't know my own kids. That was my kid. And so, whether I left on good terms, bad terms, in the middle of the night, in broad daylight, it was still going to be bittersweet. Sure, um, the fact that I was tricked out and pushed out and played games without as people tried to, you know, extract value and play all the games that they were playing at that time, you know, unfortunate, but you know, it doesn't happen unless you've created something massively valued. And it's not just about MedMen being massively valued. It's about this industry being permanent now and massively valued. So now let's go. What's next? So what
2: is next? Right. (laughs) Let's talk about that. I mean, I'm excited to hear it. I think the world wants to hear what it is. So tell us what's on the plan.
4: I think it's time to shake things up. I think, that, you know, I think that it makes perfect sense as to why we are where we are. It makes perfect sense as to why the masters of the cannabis universe have been making the decisions they've been making, acting the way they have been, right? You're in a situation where we've made no regulatory, real regulatory promise, zero federal progress. Um, you know, the industry has evolved not, you know, not a bit. Um, and as a result of it, you see retreat, you see no capital availability, and you see excuses. And you know, I think that that's fine as we look at ourselves maybe a decade into this industry, look at where tech was a decade into tech, right? It's fine that there's a bubble that bursts. It's fine that the non-real players get you know, uh, 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 f- uh, flushed out. Sure. Um, but on the other side of that, there's innovation. And I think we're sitting here completely devoid of innovation, but you know, not unlike tech. I love the technologies and I hate them like any analogy, right? Sure. But, but here was the deal with tech. Tech was the promise um, or the belief that people would change their habit, change the way they live their lives. They would one day put a credit card on the internet and trust that their money would not be stolen, right? That was the belief that efficiency and evolution would take place and a bet on an industry for that. Right now, as we all live today in 2023, tomorrow we will wake up and I know something is a fact. Without a belief, without a promise, without a hope, more people will use cannabis around this planet for their overall wellness on a regular basis than they did today and the day after and the day after that. On top of that, it's indisputable that tomorrow we'll all wake up and there will be more places where you can legally access and consume cannabis around the world. So this is tech in that we went through the initial you know, boom and bust and now you have to have the settling of the playing field. But it's not tech in that tech was a promise that people would evolve in their habits. People are using cannabis, but you know what we're talking about now? We're talking about why California is not a good marketplace because the illicit market is so strong. I'm talking about California being worth $11 billion a year and growing. If people want to talk about the distribution of that demand right now, well, then that's an indictment on those that are running the legal businesses. I don't know what else to say. Sure. But nobody's disputing demand is growing. So what's next? It's time to innovate. Right. It's, it's, it's time to go ahead and dream up what is next. When we were doing MedMen, we were being compared to the apple of this and the and you target were. of and, that, and, well, and yeah.
3: you I, were I, on the Jerry, I mean, like every talk show had you guys, I remember Jimmy Kimmel had you I, dog. And I went, what is they doing at <laughs> med men and Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> I,
4: I appreciate it. I think as I look back on it, what I didn't recognize was at the time it wasn't, you know, they're going to be the canopy of the United States right we weren't being compared to weed companies we weren't being compared to weed brands we were being compared to global mainstream brands apple and so because we had nothing to chase yet nothing had been established yet that allowed us all the investors that allowed the employees that allowed the founders entrepreneurs all to dream but now look at what's happening what's happening is everybody's comparing themselves to other weed people yeah. Right. Hey, this is this new up and coming brand. They're like the cookies of this. Hey, this is this new retail concept. They've got MedMen like this. Wait, we're comparing ourselves and we're chasing models that are V1. Yeah, it's already over. It's V1.
2: Yeah. Right. V- Nobody version wants version
4: done. one of the internet. It's we done. all agree that yeah. version one's necessary it's, it's, and not going to be efficient. <laughs> right. So and, it's time to And the crazy thing, no one has been
3: like yours. No one, in my opinion, has right. been like MedMen compared to that higher standard yet. Think about it. As you say that, you're right. People are comparing it to a cookies. Cookies is probably the next MedMen in comparison to using that analogy of a big brand that's making a lot of noise. Burner's done a damn good job at marketing himself and doing that. And as you mentioned those two, I'm even thinking as I'm talking to you in my head going, what other big brand that has a coastal, because Burner's there, but MedMen had that coastal, and still no shots Mm -hmm. at that cookies but it's still compared to in the cannabis space only where medmen was that first company
2: in my opinion it's almost two different like you know two different worlds completely though because medmen was more just storefront 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 which is cookies is more brand storefront you know and it's it's a little more you know, um,
3: but they do have a heavy foot in the storefront. I mean, they're, no, they're I, I, all. I'm multiple not states.
2: denying that part of it. Just, just like they're, they're just two different kind of vertical. But style. they're not getting they're two that. Prop. Styles is all. I'm not just disagreeing. But with you
4: nobody's yet. comparing cookies to LVMH or cookies Walmart to- Walmart, even whatever to, to like national to, brand. To, to to you know Sunglass Hut or so after, to uh, or whoever. Uh, right? Uh, yeah. It's it's all it's all stuff in the similar category. Right? It's time to innovate. Right, It's time to go ahead and have conversations about how, as a result of the fact that more people will use cannabis tomorrow, we have evolved how we're delivering that. We've, we have evolved how we're doing business so that those people can access this product. Where is the innovation? Where is the, you know, what's next? Next is that. You know, I, we were having a conversation with uh, the founder and CEO of Bear Flag, who was a Quite a gentleman, thank you for yep. introducing me to him earlier yeah. um, you know and he said there isn 't the Google a pot yet, but there will be and it really gives something boom in my mind it 's like whoa that 's one of the f- most recent times somebody said the bigger mainstream company and compared it to weed that 's because we are lacking that spark, our industry is lacking it, and what happens as a result? we have no progress from a regulatory standpoint, and we stop completely talking about. Kids that need medicine accessing it without their parents fearing go, fearing going to jail, right? We're not talking about what started all this, why this, you know, what is the most important, paramount piece of all of this. Yeah. We stopped talking about it because you were talking about, well, the industry's no good. We can't make money. We got to sell out. Rules, of regulations, taxes, everything else
3: that's hurting it rather, it rather than dream, the man. good big things. And I so agree they, with they you. They
2: forgot their why.
3: I had a conversation today yeah. with this girl. It's so funny as you say the whys and, and thinking about this. And for Lent, she goes, I, she, I called her on my way to work and it was like, you know, nine o'clock. She's like, oh, I'm just waking up. I'm like, what do you mean you're just waking up? She goes, I gave up gummies for Lent. I go, why would you do that? That is medicine for you. I'm like, why would you give up your medicine if your alcohol is not like, if you're just drinking at night or this or that? but you take your gummies at night to put you to bed. Now you told me you woke up in the middle of the night last night to where you're messing up your work day because you don't want to take this medicine. And it's funny, she goes, wow, Joe, you're really speaking to me and I, I think I want to change what I'm going to do for lint. And I'm like, and it's funny, and it goes back to, this is medicine. And if you treat it as medicine, it's not something you need to give up. You wouldn't give up taking vitamin C. You wouldn't take up giving your diabetic medicine. You wouldn't take up this stuff. You know what I mean? It's not a leisure for some people. It is a medicine for some people. As you mentioned, these kids and these kids and anybody from a child to older who blew his dad on his deathbed smoking? Like, if this is what you need to help you a little bit, then you should take it and use it. And I believe and agree with you as the next days, more and more people are going to be using it and I doing think, it.
2: Well, I think you hit it on the nose is, is that they forgot their why. They forgot what really brought us here. And and now that the money's getting a little tight because, you know, they're, they're, the R&D period's over, right? And everybody's kind of just going, holy shit. You're going to see a lot of people run in hide in the hills, and 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 because they can't afford to pay back their notes, and unfortunately, a lot of people are going to lose their their assets and this and that, and whatever. Which is is minute. Really, what we really need is the great operators that have the forward thinking that you're discussing now. And so, I know you have something that's there. Are you going to share it with us? <laughs> After this break, it's right. Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right yes. back. Yeah,
4: yeah. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101.
1: Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. So you're
3: typical into something special, folks. When it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit the website, loranoils.com. We're sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Bierman, formerly of MedMen. So many great topics that we talk about, Adam, as we talk about all these things that are going down in your Book that's coming out and your forefront thinking, which can get me going in so many directions. As we were talking about how I love, I the, love. the reason why we gotta all remember of like you know even me as a kid thinking when I grew up with the out with rubbing alcohol and having cannabis and the rubbing alcohol as a kid, my first time seeing it there thinking it was just a Mexican myth, but now they have these things called CBD creams and rubs that are like made medically for people rather than just a Mexican myth that I thought was a myth. But no, folks, there's real medicine in this. The Native American Indians that were using it uh, as the plant, the Asian community that was using it before they had the taboo and the guy got too stoned and was like banding it. I mean, you look at this history of this plant and what it's really done and how it's medicine like that, Adam, when you mentioned that, and as you started off saying for the children, you know, that's the part that really gets a lot of us, right? Because here on this show, we like to look at this plant as medicine. And there's nothing more important in my book than our families and children. And if children can benefit it, let alone your grandmother as well, but let's just face it, if you're an adult listening and you have kids, you're going to do anything you can for these kids. And you want to see your kids take something else that's not a pill so much that they can get possibly addicted to, and let's just face it, oh, they might be able to get addicted to cannabis. Ah nothing that proves that yet there's nothing there's no real anecdotal evidence that salutes that there's a lot of mothers against drugs drivers or whatever else that may have some literature on this but there's nothing that's hardcore evidence so as you say doing these things i love that that's part of your passion and everything to move forward and you say that as, as we go and continue to talk about that i just want to backtrack a little bit because as i sit here and talk with you and you're on the show set again now that you've won millions of dollars that's out there from MedMen and you say they pushed you out, do you ever want to sit there and call these idiots that were on the board and be like, I told you guys? Or is there like anything that like, that makes you go, I thought we were boys. You see, I was right. I can't believe you said this about me. I can't. Like, how do you deal with that on a personal level of not like if it was me, I'd be real hard not to you be write like a book, Joe? I mean, I'm gonna read the book, but I'm just asking <laughs> the air book. You everybody yeah, yeah. out. You in write a book. A book. <laughs> How about this? Let me get to a better question about that. What are some of the chapters going to be titled in this book? <laughs> there we go. You don't have to break them down, but what are some of the titles where we could be like, "Ooh, he's going to go there."
4: No, I mean, look, this was like cathartic, you know, to to sit there and work on putting putting these chapters together. Um, the book's done. Just, just the the book is being pitched to try to just be sold and then it'll be done yeah. um, working on it. But with us talking about it this much, you're helping. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm here to help you, brother. Thanks, man. I love you. Thanks. So like, but going through that, right, that process, it, it allowed me to really understand things better. And actually as I understood them more, the less I was angry. And the truth is, you know, the more I understood them, I was just sad. Um, you know, there's a sadness there and the a sadness hurtless, right? like is like, Yeah. Going through the reality that like I even I myself allowed myself to be tricked, you know, because I was living. That was me. You know, I was I believed that, you know, legalizing marijuana, creating safe access, mainstreaming the, you know, destigmatizing. I believed that that was my life mission. And I believed that, you know, I was building a company that was massively valuable at the same time, but it was all, you know, to the same end. And I believe that the people around me were in it for the same reasons and that they believed in it the same way I believed in it. And there's this sadness of the reality that I was in business. And the more success I had, the bigger the business I was in. And the bigger the business I was in, the less any of what I just said mattered. And the less true it became. Although there was this lie, this facade, and as you see it today with these companies that are in control of this industry, that are lacking the innovation, the passion, the belief, right? Let's put the CEOs of these companies on this stage here and let's all go smoke blunts and let's talk about weed. Won't happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why won't it happen?
2: They don't smoke. <laughs> ah,
4: that's, they don't smoke. <laughs> that is insane that that is still true. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. But you know, well, they don't smoke in public.
4: <laughs> right. Because, because the same reason, right? Now to bring this back to, to the comment early, the same reason that for Lent, your friend is giving it up, because this stigma is still attached to it, and we're now nobody's talking about what we need to be speaking on to keep this moving, destigmatizing, mainstreaming, and ultimately legally accessing, right? We just talked about Oklahoma. Oklahoma just shot down legalization. And I remember reading the articles and seeing the Fox comment About it, and the commentary. One of the quotes from some government official, some very astute individual, was: "We will not allow them to come, California, our our uh, our state, our state, yeah, right." Um, That was the quote and there's nobody then you know, commenting saying wait that's ridiculous where you know, cannabis is legal actually communities are safer do you see this FBI report now can you show me or can you dispute this so can we talk about facts versus your conjecture please Mr. Astute Policy nobody's standing up talking that way nobody's talking about states opioid overdose percentage rates you know that are legal versus non-legal and cannabis like nobody's having that conversation they're is no retort. Where is that voice? Where is that leadership, right? And the reason we're lacking that and we're not innovating today is because we don't have that belief. Bring somebody on this show that runs a billion dollar company that believes the way you guys believe, right? The way I believe. It's not just about kids having access. It's not just about me being able to smoke all day to keep myself calm, you know, and like being able to look at the world. It's not just going to bed or not just some old person. It's wellness, right and quality, it's like quality of life quality of life we for should
3: a lot all of people it is but it. yet people will focus on the minority because it's just face it and i call it what it is there are some people that smoke it that give it a bad little rep and i I'll, I'll admit that too well, it, you know there's the people that oh and they'll point at that person well, look at that person. It's just like the person that's, you know, uh, uh, shot up a school. It's, is it the person? Is it the gun? It's that person. It's not the gun. It's that
4: person. Yeah, but not with weed, man. That's sorry, my point. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm going to take the side that like, you know, there's always that girl or guy in the group that when the group goes to, you know, Friday night at the wing place to watch the game, drinks more beers than everybody else and acts silly. Exactly. And that person isn't stigmatized and alcohol as a result isn't looked at as more demonic than it was before that. Is that is exactly my right? point too. Yet exactly. at the same time, that person is poisoning their body. They are poisoning their liver. They are acting aggressively. They are, you know going home and beating, you know, uh, spouses, Who who knows what's happening, right? Like, show me the police reports of the stoner that walks in and does any of that stuff. So again, but nobody's willing to step up and talk, right? And so, you know, I guess it was six, seven years ago, or whatever, where we happen to have this opportunity to say, hey, this is what it is. And we're willing to stand up for it. And that's been absent. So what's next is let's go stand up for it. Let's go make some noise. Let's go call for some change and let's call some people out and let's get some momentum back. Let's start innovating, right? I want to stay in a hotel where I have the option because I don't drink. So where is my option when I stay at a hotel and I have my alcohol mini bar, my weed mini bar. Now we're talking about making progress. Let's Elevation come back nations. and have that we, conversation. We have
2: elevations nations.
3: There you go. They're a proud sponsor of the show. Yeah. 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 Great. <laughs>
4: right, well, the, let's go execute. I want them. I, I cannot wait until they sign their JW Marriott global partnership, right? Well, yeah. Like, yeah let's well, go we go on, on well, we
2: have him too on on. We did get Hilton global to come in and sit with us and, and, and talk to us about working on a, um, uh, anti-counterfeiting solution for the industry, you know, and they want to partner with us. Philips is now one of our proud sponsors. So some of these major companies are starting to cross over, uh, but you know what? What the I think the difference is is that you know these are like you know television companies, right? Hilton's, a, you know, hotel chain. But when is it that these guys are going to allow it in their in their facilities, right? When is it that they're going to actively stand up for it versus? getting behind it because they want the views. And I, and I, I recognize that too. Like I, I, know that they're just, you know, they're hooking us up with TVs cause they want to put monitors in all the cool spots where we're at, you know? But if they actually say, Hey, we stand behind this, it'll change the, the face of, of millions. You know, are they say we're because, not testing to work here or, or yeah, you know, Phil's is no, yeah, there, there's things like that, 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 that they can do. And I get that part of it. And I, and I think that, that there's a lot of people hiding behind the, are still in the green closet that, that are, are, you know, for God's sake, doing cocaine and partying and drinking and doing all these other things, but they smoke—they they smoke a little weed and they're like, "Oh no, I can't do that in front of people. Yeah, I, I th- can't I, do that around people." I, you know, there's a huge uh, demographic of, of of people that'll shame all the cannabis guys in the world, and yet do everything on the side. And it's—it's it's, it's it's still ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's still ridiculous because it is a medical benefit, and and I know that the quality of my own father on his deathbed was much much better than the opioids he was on on his way out and 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 when he stopped the opioids and went straight to cannabis his life was like literally he was eating he was moving more around more comfortable i mean he was taking a lot of a lot of thc um but fortunately we were able to get it to him you know so i i, I do agree with you fully on I, I, that
4: though. listen look I- I want to jump up and down and scream from the highest rooftops that the fact that this isn't just mainstreamed as a wellness product, that adults should be at least trying to integrate into their life to see if it can better them. Like the fact that that's not the message, right? It's is, 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 right, is, right. is just, it's, it's insane to me. But you know, back to like not being mad when you say, how do you feel about this or that? Like not being mad, being sad or understanding it more like, I think I'm at a place now where I'm not mad that a hotel chain may behind the scenes be trying to, you know, uh, make money off of the industry without standing up for it. But now it's like I'm more sad that we don't have entrepreneurial, pioneering, innovative enough thought in our industry to have made it worth their time from a money standpoint, right? Because it's one thing for Hyatt or Marriott or (laughs) any of these people, right? But it's another thing for somebody to come up with a program that's innovative enough to show them how they can make billions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, partner and be the first to do something with cannabis in this way and give it to them on a silver platter, right? That person now has tied themselves at the hip to someone who forget anything else about standing up loud and proud. We just want their lobbyists like let's be real if you can show them a way where this is going to make them a lot of money and you know benefit their shareholders then you get the benefit of their lobbyist and what are we missing right now we're at a place where cannabis has completely retreated from federal lobbying like hey pack it up and we're gone ineffective and we got to look elsewhere right that's what's next
3: is that what we're seeing next for Adam Beerman I mean you go from running a company That gets compared to Apple. That's the first cannabis business to do that. And now you've mentioned this twice so far that I've heard come out of your mouth-ish. And I hear your passion, and I hear and see where you're standing with. I mean, Uh, we're going to find out if this is where he's going. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Do we see a new president coming up that used to work for the red and and white Medmen? It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this to get his
0: answer. Let's go. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101.
1: Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101.
3: Y'all know what time it is, right? Dime time! That's right, dime time. Think higher with Dime Industries. Find them in California, Arizona, Oklahoma. Check them out online. DimeIndustries.com or on Instagram, dime.industries. I want to thank Jorge, Marcus, Mondo, Teddy, the show dog, Isaiah, Cassie, Daniel, Diego, Jessica, Cam, Beach Bar, Salar, Ali, Goldie, Brother Pitt, Mark Carnes, Chris Kino, Jennifer, Erica, and Elvis. All for making our show happen so we smoothly. You guys. Thank we you got all. the former CEO yes. and man making money still off Medmen here, Adam Beerman.
2: <laughs> I think he should have his own show.
3: <laughs> uh, not only his own show, but I and I say man still making money because he finally won his lawsuit against him and that's millions well deserved for them trashing you like they do. Are they gonna pay you? That's a good question.
4: They're absolutely gonna pay me. I haven't been this patient and mature for nothing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Get that money. So Adam, before we went to break,
3: like I said, during this podcast, you've been mentioning a few things and saying words like lobbyists and caring and speaking to your congressman and doing this and doing that and hearing the passion and knowing the knowledge that you have, because like you were saying, you want to look at this as a plant and medicine, not only for children, but for everyone and knowing your background of what you've done with a company that got compared to so high is it back to the straight company standpoint or being the speaker standpoint for a company that's out there advocating, and I joke saying running for president, but I can see you doing some type of office where you're being funded Lobby. by the city, by the government, by, by, by the state, by people are helping raise money to, to fund this Adam Bierman project because you speak with so much compassion, knowledge, and sense. And you have experience of running a major company corporation that besides a few like bad mouths he was like, Oh, look what he did with the plane here. look what he did with this. Look what he did with that. He was running a freaking business. Every other CEO does the same damn thing. You don't hear them saying that about him. That's what I remember. I was thinking up for him saying that before we even met him, like when they were saying <laughs> oh, crap yeah, like that dog, I was thinking we, up, for you like, what do you mean? You guys are, they're reading a story about you. And I'm like, he does the same thing any other CEO does. So my point to that is in my book, in our heads, I'm going to say blues too. You are that guy that could be a forefront dude for this whole industry. You're a well, I think guy he that's already been is. well it just, not it can be yet yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah. But my point is there's got to be some type of role or something in life that you got to foresee. Where you're like the guy wearing the green tie, like you got Trump wearing that red one, you got these other guys wearing the blue ones, and you're wearing that green one. Oh, that's crazy! I
0: could see that. Can you? I can see the green tie.
3: I could see him up there in his green. Because I
0: actually have one, so I might be able to be on his. On you his might party. be his VP. I might be with your record.
3: To... I don't think so, but maybe. maybe. Listen, it's okay.
2: Wait, hold on, smile real quick. Yeah, with those pearly it. whites, maybe. Look at, Look at those teeth.
3: I mean, you definitely got the smile. We're so talking does Adam. Ad,
0: we're talking adverse. Diversity and conforming to a better way. But Adam, I mean, is there <laughs>
3: politics involved coming up soon? Is it an aspiration you'd have? I mean,
4: I, 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 I'm flattered. Um, for me, I think that I am having maximum impact when I'm involved with what I would call conscious capitalism, right? And I think that marijuana as an industry has an opportunity to demonstrate or define even in 2023 going forward what that could mean right that's a term that's loosely used and used and you know people would all define it differently but for cannabis industry what does it mean and i know something for a fact i know that right now the industry can't define what that means i also know the industry doesn't know why it does what it does when it comes to giving back when it comes to the philanthropic stuff when it comes to their social activism stuff they don't know why they're doing because they think they should because that's how they get in a newspaper right they lost the wise blue said earlier yeah. um And so, you know, I think conscious capitalism is saying, hey, I know exactly why I'm doing all of this. And it's to make a lot of money. And in the process of making a lot of money, this is how we're using that money to make the world a better place, right? With no apologies. And, you know, I'm interested and I'm excited to bring that back to the game because I would hope that if I can get on enough soapboxes preaching that, that I will inspire others and that there, I know for a fact that there are other people and other companies and other investors and people that are thinking about it are already in it that are saying, you know what? It's time to press. You know what? It's time to wake up. Yeah. It's time to open our eyes, you know, and, and hopefully I can spark that. Um, And if I can spark that and then, you know, you talk about politics, it's definitely commercial. There's companies now that I'm so excited that I'm helping and I am acting to these companies in a way that I wish I had someone to act for me when I was going through what I went through. And obviously that didn't exist because no one had been through what I ultimately You're went You're a pioneer, through. dude. Well, like, yeah, you, right. like there was said, no playbook you were, you were for you first the door. So as a result, now I have this playbook Right. I have this experience set and I'm getting these amazing opportunities at helping businesses and helping, you know, what I think is the cannabis businesses of the future. Right. Say, hey, here's a playbook. You know where you're going to start. You're going to start where I left off. You're not allowed to make any of the same mistakes. Go make your new mistakes and let's learn from those together. And there's a couple brands I'm helping, um, you know, uh, as you know, in that capacity, a couple businesses. Um, Out of California, it's all out of California right now, you know back to my belief right back home It all starts in California man Like this is where brands are born and this is where brands are built and this is where brands emanate around the globe and so you know for all the people out there that want to talk shit about this industry that want to talk about you know this plant you know it's fine that it got beat up over the last couple of years but you guys have been holding it down and i'm coming back so let's go
2: you know i, I, I thank it. you for that man I, I i'm excited to to see what you do and I, I i will stand behind what you do um i've got that opportunity to to actually work with you and sit with you and 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 um you know, I, I know your intentions. Like I could generally feel read, your heart. I could generally read, you know, people's intentions and what they're here for, why they're here. And, and, and through the process of it, like I said, from outside, I was like, man, why are the people banging on this dude? You know, cause there was a point where people were, you know, and it sucks. And I've been that guy before I've been, you know, the, the first to do something. I, you know, I, I built an education platform in the cannabis space in 2015. And, um, you know, I was, first to the market. Had the
3: news on his ass for some bullshit. Yeah, I had the news at my house.
2: I mean, they showed up at my house. I'm I'm sure your wife knows that feeling. You know, she's like, oh my God. I mean, my my wife at the time. Oh yeah,
3: I'm sure she does, right? Let's move, damn it,
2: Adam. Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) We have kids here. (laughs) What about our sons? (laughs) Well, you know, listen, I got the calls from my neighbors. I mean, hey man, there's the news stations are in front of your house and this and that. And I'm just like, god for what you know and i and i look back and it was like you know it's over 179 dollars of eighty thousand dollars and 50 you know it's, it's like so minute you know and and at the end of the day you know it's just like i know what my intentions were right and 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 what i didn't know you know at, the, at in the beginning was how to keep my mouth shut you know and then i got the some some great mentors that were like look dude you know, like the elephant keeps marching as the dogs keep barking. You know, you've know if you've ever heard that, but you know, it's like the elephant just keeps marching as the dogs keep barking. And, 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 and they were like, look, just don't say nothing to these guys. And I'm like, how do you not say nothing when the news is running up on you with cameras? And they're like, so did you, You're just like, uh, you know, and your wife's calling you at the time saying, hey, you know, uh, it's hard
3: you know, your and you, neighbors you, hey, are like,
2: hey, bro. I don't know if you should come home, but you know, I pulled the
3: prank on blue during and, that when I wrote him yeah, a note on his car. They, saying they wrote the a news. note on my
2: car. And I to, oh, <laughs> and we were at another radio station. I'm on my way to, I, I mean, I, I'm going to see you at four o'clock at the radio station. You got all nervous. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to the station. And I'm calling them like, bro. Oh, there's news stations. Yeah, Mark there. Wasserman from the Pop Brothers. Yeah, they're law they're, did they're, they're writing letters on my on my windshield. Oh, it was so funny. And, and I, like, you know, you're just, just
3: vulnerable at that time, as you know. Dude, and it, I
2: was so vulnerable. And he's as as you went me. through
3: that, Adam, too, and we mentioned your beautiful wife, who seems like the one of the greatest mothers out there, with her two little boys, checking them to keep them quiet right now, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> How was that for you dude on a personal vulnerable level? Like you're knowing that your wife, your life gets totally turned around and is looking at you like, (laughs) yeah, like, and and yours is obviously still here with you now. Um, like how hard was that? And what did you go through personally like that? Because she's reading, hearing things and asking you, did you do this? What's going on here? And you're, and you have to speak to your wife, obviously. So, how hard was that to deal with and what went on in that personal situation?
2: He said... No no, no comment.
4: (laughs) No. Well, first of all, I didn't have to, you know, answer any questions. Did you do this or that? I mean, she knows she, kni- she knows what I what I do what all day. Are. And also, you know, uh, all of the stuff in the media, the clickbait stuff, like, is just so, was so far off base of reality. There was never a conversation about how close it was to truth, you know? Um, so that really wasn't what it was. I think, you know, this concept of the need for validation or this concept, whether we were willing to admit it to ourselves or not, that... You know, at least I was programmed in a way at that point in time where success was validation, those two things are the same thing, right? I am successful when people see me as successful, I am successful when people look up to me, when people listen to me, when people pay me money, when all the things that we living in this society, right, what we equate with success in my opinion, right, you can go ahead and replace with this concept of validation, other people giving me what I need to feel, good or bad. And going through something like this, right, the way that I experienced it was, you know, this is the ultimate in the middle of the night, in the dark, butt naked, freezing your ass off, you know, and someone, you know, blasting you with cold water saying, are you going to be you or are you are you living for other people? Right? Are you you? Can you figure out what this? You know, what happiness is just if I strip this all the way down or do I need to go ahead and clothe you and put you inside and give you a bunch of blankets and have a bunch of people, you know, tell you how great you are, serve you food and put on television. Right. Like, can you is this you or is that you? What's real? What do you want? Right? And I went through that because when it came to validation, think about extremes, right? On one hand, nobody in the world who knows me says or thinks of me on some pedestal based on a business that I created. And then on the other hand, nobody that knows me or ever met me, you know, um, wants to go ahead and use me as like a, uh, you know, as like a whipping boy. Yeah. Um, because an industry, a, a new industry exists that's disrupted shit, right? And somebody has to pay for disruption. like. I'm. I, none of that's real. The love's not real. The hate's not real. So you know, am I gonna be emotionally? You know, am I gonna be deter? Am I gonna determine my emotional state based on validation? Am I gonna read these articles? Right. Just think about that. Right. You Did have an you? Art- fuck no. Yeah. I. I not stopped. a single article. I've never read an article. Really. Fuck no. That's that's like. That's like you know one oh one from me you know and that's something I that did in the I, beginning. That's I, their I, shit, the, not the, your shit, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: It's it's uh you know there's a there's a I, I'm I'm gonna hack this, but you know there, there's basically you know it's it basically says that like you know somebody's talking bad about you. That's their story, not yours. You know you 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 choose to either let it in or you don't. You know and 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 that's exactly what But it's, it's got to be and, and, so
3: hard adam like no, you say though you go from being hard, the guy man. on you know cnn cnbc fox every reporting you could imagine from being this top exec of a industry that's never done something right let's just face it there's never been a dispensary before that was legal and now there's one and it opens in this state that state that state that state who's the head of this adam bierman who's the man running that so you get your you get you get stroke dog You were getting stroke, like, you know what I mean? And I was stroking you without knowing you. I'm like, this guy's the next best thing to slice bread. And then I had to defend a guy I don't even know either, going, I don't believe that. I don't believe, we're defending you on these clicks. I'm going, no, that doesn't make sense. Why would he do that? That doesn't even make sense. Because people were reading articles,
2: and and we would be like, it's got to be so hard for you and your
3: family and your friends, and then your coworkers, your COOs, your this, your that everybody you work with your moises that i met under you that worked there that seemed like he was riding you and being your supporter you know who moises is and that's who i met that i got all your information about from you and it's like dudes and women rode for you and then some of them had to do the whether they turned they their did, back. Hey,
2: they actually didn't have to. They that didn't was, have to, but that they, was them being weak, you know, no. That, man, and, and but and maybe know, they didn't turn. They just kind of did the, I, I can't no, really fully support man. Like, like Chris, Chris is still here with me, right? You know, Pitt and Goldie were, were with me. You know, some of these, these men that you've been with me, you know, through the, through these things, but a lot, a lot I knew of you, you I I fifty eight employees that, 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 you know, COVID comes and, and, and I've got some press at my house and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, and then, Jennifer too And, and <laughs> Jennifer's still with us You know but, but out of those 58 It's been now You know Five years or whatever and, and like All 58 of Or all 50 of them Are trying to come back To work for me you know, and, and, and but the, through that five years, though, every, like I, I got, we're going to class actually lawsuit you. We're going to come after you, this and that family. I'm, and they're, they're calling me yesterday, begging me, can, can we come in and work with you? I, I, you know, I see you guys are doing some amazing things. Are they I'm calling like, you Adam now? You're the same guy. <laughs> you're the same guy that was trying to sue me, you know? And, 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 and so I, I'm sure you had to be going through those same emotions, right?
1: But Our probably, same are, scenarios.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, did people leave you? That that the, you turn their backs it? on you? I, I, were... I think
4: I think it, again back to just the honesty of it all, right? Like people never really were with me, and yeah. that's the yeah. sadness, yeah. right? Because yeah. it seems like people might have been with me, but if I look at it, look at what I was creating for those people, right? And so you bought I them well, homes, your, your wife was with you. It's in business. in business, (laughs) But right, those are what I call transactional relationships. So those are relationships, whether it's an employee, a partner, a vendor, whatever, you can say you're my friend, but that's a transactional relationship. So it starts with a transaction that benefits us both, right? And so the minute that I don't believe that I'm getting the benefit of that transaction, how do you think I'm going to act inside of that relationship? Well, the rest of it comes after that. So if that's not there, And the rest kind of falls apart. And so, you know, I didn't necessarily experience, again, this anger because people that I thought were in my corner turned to me and said, we're out, fuck you, we don't like you anymore. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. Right. It was just like nobody called. Right. Nobody called. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, you know, what's going on? Wow. I read this shit, man. Hey, you know what? I called this newspaper and I I got shit and I got on the record. It's like, you know, I had some of the most famous people on planet Earth that I was making fortunes for. And when I was making fortunes for them, they were super happy about somebody mentioning their involvement and mentioning how smart they were to be associated with us. But then all this, you know, mud gets slung. Where are those most famous (laughs) people in the world (laughs) saying, well, hold on one second. We just want to tell you about my experience with Adam. Where did that? Where yeah. where was that? Nowhere, right? And so there's the sadness there that oh, right. I made right. I didn't make, but as a result of their involvement with what we had going on, this is how much money they took home last year. And right now it's not happening. So yeah, they, they didn't call because they're not my friend, right? right? That's, and that's there. There's a sadness there. Yeah. But that's also the reality. It is a
0: reality. Yeah. So it's, it's well said, yeah. reality well said, actually. Yeah. And immense imagine. immense amount of acceptance, you know, because I think in life anything like with acceptance, you can like move forward. I think that's why you're saying there. And like, he can it's handle it better. Really it's like, and it's best for Adam to yeah. feel
3: that way because the way he says it makes me feel less mad for people. Like I'm yeah. feeling well, you're like, you're calming me down. Yeah. I I
2: just look past it now. Like I, I know, like, like I said, it just bounces off me and I think it's, it's, it's healthy and it's clearly does off of you, you know? I, you know, and if I may
4: just finish on the, on the topic of like employees and like, you know, being there and standing up and then back to validation for me, right? Like, when it's just me dark all alone, right? Where's my validation gonna come from? And, and ultimately, it's gotta come from myself, mm, yeah, yeah. right? And so if it's gonna come from myself, and you say, well, employee this and partners that, it's like, look at the marijuana industry today. We can talk good about it, we can talk shit about it, but like look at the executives at all of the companies, you know, like somewhere through one degree of separation, they were there. They were yeah. in that office on Jefferson Boulevard, yeah. right? Like, that seated the industry. <laughs> and beautiful City, right? um, in beautiful Culver <laughs> yeah. City, I right? In beautiful Culver City, right? I remember going to that beautiful office. Beautiful office. So, like, that seated at The CFOs of today's companies, the COOs of today's companies, the head of this, the that, whatever. Like, they came from that place. And so, you know, article this or person texting me or not that, like, this is an industry bigger than coal in the United States today. That mm-hmm. when I started... You couldn't have said that about it. And the people, to a large extent, driving and operating this industry started as a result of what I was able to create. So if I'm going to think about how I, you know, judge my performance in business, I validate myself.
3: Well, you know, and so, and, and, you know, and you know, you get it from us because using that comparison that CNN, all the major networks did, Amon and Jimmy Kimmel, you guys were and are still the Apple of the cannabis industry and now other dispensaries like to try to use the they won't even use the Apple they'll say we're kind of like the Medmen of, can- of dispensaries yeah. right yeah. instead of going to Apple yeah. they'll say we're the Medmen right.
2: yeah.
3: of dispensaries. we're kind of like a medmen style you know kind of like Apple but Medmen will come out of their mind and you are the one that started that dude. And it's like funny when you say that and think that because was it something that was was it hard to get that bar set for you guys? Where people go, I don't know, Adam. We don't think people are going to buy to this. It doesn't need to be that. It could be a trap shop. Like, all you need to do is put some flour up. They're going to come by and smoke it. Why spend all this money on a
4: nice glass, a nice wood? Of course. Of course that happened. And, you know, I think, like, we look at the state of the industry today versus back then. Back then, you know, you had this cavalier, young, you know, brash, naive me. Uh, you know, jumping up and down saying this is the future. Right. Um, and there was nothing to dispute it. Like you could say, I don't believe that I do believe that, but like, eh, like nobody's going to like say like, Oh, let that guy go run his mouth and see what can happen. You know, I remember when, um, the Prophet, you know, one of these, one of these seminal moments, I think for the industry, but also for me, a MedMen, when the, the profit TV show came in and did a thing on MedMen, and, uh, we had open up at like five thirty or six in the morning because he came into the store in West Hollywood before regular hours. So it was just he and I, and he walks into the store and it's all unscripted, you know. And he goes, you know, what is this place? Um, do I call it a pot shop? Do I call it a head shop? What, what, do I call it? And I say, call it whatever you want. I call it the future, you know. And it wasn't rehearsed. It was just bam. That's where it was. And who yeah. is going to sit here and contradict that? This is the future, right? Um, so I think we're in a place now where because there is an industry that we've just all forgotten how to dream like that. And so you are comparing yourself to what already exists or what already somebody done, or I did this at the last company and it worked. And like, we don't have that freedom, right? That naivete that I had is the reason, in part, that there is a $300 billion potential industry that exists today, right? It was, we needed someone naive enough, right? To actually push everything through. Because if you were experienced or knowledgeable you know, um, or smart enough on these subject matters, these topics, you would have never started. I would have never started the concept of trying to raise private equity for a federally illegal business. Like, sure. that's ridiculous.
2: Right. But I was too naive. It's unrealistic. It, right? But I didn't know any better. But wealthy people are very unrealistic <laughs> people. Yeah, yeah. And, and I say that, I, I, I literally, I say wealthy people are very unrealistic you know, and they have unrealistic houses, unrealistic cars, and they do unrealistic things. Live right? unrealistic right? places. I, I say it all the time. And I, and I say, I, I say. You forgot one. You, what is it?
1: Unrealistic women.
2: Oh, yeah. They also have unrealistic yeah, we, women. Yeah, yeah, they have the best. They do. <laughs> um, and uh, I was trying to keep it PG for the kids and the wives. But, yeah. That was The kids us. are outside. That was for us. Yeah, yeah, the kids are outside. Um, but. Uh, there's also you know like we have core values that that i set in standard as a standard here for our staff it's like the bear of life believe energy action results if you believe in something there's energy with energy there's actions with action there's results right care and communication right if you don't care and you don't communicate then we don't want to work with you period um you know be unrealistic because wealthy people are unrealistic and we have unrealistic and then use your imagination right because when we're young we have this amazing imagination about everything that we believe and then somewhere somewhere along the lines we lose that you know imagination we we lose that 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 unrealisticness and and then all of a sudden we get conformed into i got a job i got to work i got to do this and they don't know how to expand and so you know once your mind expands from its original form it'll never come back right and and i teach that people to people and and i only you know hope to allow people to um, you know influence others to to be so unrealistic and so um, you know just outrageously you know goal oriented yeah, with your thoughts process that you know you could win and my whole team knows every one of those you know and I and I preach it to them all year long all year long and I do it in front of the people and then I make them rehearse it so that they know it
4: you know it's uh, one of the things that I've looked at in the last year is like this concept of a child's mind. Um, obviously I got two boys and we've talked a lot about their education and, and their development and like thinking about it, consciously thinking about it. And when you're a little kid, I mean exactly what you said, I mean when you're a little kid, like Dude. why can't you follow your parents around because every little thing on the floor, every little f- butterfly, every little whatever takes your attention, Man. right? Your imagination is is as wide as, as, the, as the universe, right? And then as you grow up, as you get more focus which is interesting that the human brain actually is built in a very specific way that allows it as it g- grows up to get more narrow right and i'm sure this is a survival thing from sure. however many you know caveman a year whatever ago but that still applies to us today yeah. so when we talk about when we teach our kids like you know that's a grown up thing when we when we narrow our minds as grown ups so that we can be effective and get from point a to point b without getting lost cuz there's a purple butterfly we want to chase sure right this is what happens and i don't think i love that you, i just thank you for bringing that up because this industry is like a child right right and that's the stage we're at is this child is a teenager now and the teenager is wrestling with i want to be a grown-up i don't want to be what told what to do i know what to do i'm a grown-up and it's like well on one hand we want you to grow up right right we want you to grow up so you can be the best version of yourself to contribute to the world But you're also a 17-year-old punk. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So, you know, you're not grown up yet. Take advantage of being a 17-year-old punk. Go see the world. Go have an imagination, you know, bigger than anybody before you. Go travel. Go go, Like, we say that stuff, right, to kids. But, like, how many kids do it? That's where the industry is. It's like, yeah, you're a teenager, but you don't know what you're doing yet. You still have so much to figure out. Let's get naive again. Let's go play.
2: You ever ever heard the story of... of, uh of the the Chinese bamboo tree I'm about to. <laughs> so so there's there's this guy, right? And he's he's and this is a true story, right? That he he waters his he's out front watering like at, you know, 6:30 in the morning every morning and and uh, the kids are walking by to school and his name's Jimmy. And they're like, "Hey Jimmy." And he's like, "Hey." And he's watering this big patch of dirt, you know. And the, the kids are like in 7th or 8th grade and they're they're walking by and, you know, they they love him, you know. Like Jimmy on the block, you know, and they're like, what's up, Jimmy? And every day they're walking by and and he's just watering this huge patch of dirt. And then the second the second year comes around and, and he's still watering it. Every single morning at the same time, he's watering the same patch of dirt. It's year two. Kids are getting a little older and they're like, hey, you know, Jimmy, you know, there's nothing growing there, bud. You know, there's no weeds. There's nothing. It's just dirt. You know, and they're kind of talking to him all year long. He's like, oh, no problem, kids. You know, have a great day and blah, blah, blah. So then they go through year three they're like cuckoo jimmy you're crazy jimmy and jimmy's like oh hey kids you know how, how you guys doing and he's watering the, the same patch of dirt year four they're throwing stuff at him you know they're and he's just out there and he's dodging stuff and he but he's out there every single morning the whole time watering that that's patch of dirt Year five goes around, and the kids are just making the worst fun of them. Now at this point, they're, 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 really, they're almost trying to attack him, and he's just out there just trying to spray his batch of dirt. Then all of a sudden, in six weeks, 90 feet of bamboo grows up into the sky. In six weeks. In six weeks, 90 feet of bamboo tree grows out of that same patch, and it's the most expensive bamboo trees you can get in the world. And it's the most precious bamboo. And it's very, it's it's very expensive, and so now everybody's going, "Wow, you're amazing! I can't believe you! It, it grew out of the ground in six weeks." So half the kids think that the story is that in six weeks it, it, it he he made a fortune, but the rest of them don't realize that it took him five years. Right? Paying a
3: water bill for five years <laughs> so, to, to
2: water that, right? And so what happens is, is I, again, I think there's. You know, like I, I often see people come in here and they're just go, oh, you know, we're going to throw a concert, too. You know, I'm going to go throw a, you know, Burning Trees Festival and I'm going to go hire these artists. And how much did you guys pay? <coughs> Half a million dollars. How much did you guys make? A little over a million. Perfect. I'm going to do it, too. You know, and they, and they think that they, that it's just about a few little moves to do that. But they don't understand that, like, you know, we had a street team that hit the block and and, and, and hit every single poster in every neighborhood from here to San Bernardino, you know, they didn't, they don't know that we have friends in radio that are, you know, on, you know, giving us, you know, 50, 70, $80,000 worth of, you know, of, of, uh, airtime for half that cost. They don't know that, you know, we're, we, we have relationship, like they, they don't understand the the, the years the of hard work the of, of putting of, into it. And I think that, that, that our industry is so naive in a lot of places and, and a lot of these guys come in and, and they do have history in growing, and and the, but maybe not in business. Like I, I like I knew how to grow uh, grow cannabis be, and, and sell weed before I, I I knew how to you know work a regular job, like I I did. It's it was it's in, it's been in my blood my whole life, dude. And and I still I, I still don't I don't sell weed anymore. I haven't sold weed in twelve years, ish. You know. <laughs> <laughs> ish, you know what I'm saying. The like, most
0: growing like, is done under the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> the most growing in under, life is under the uh, deck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they don't see the roots, they don't <laughs> see what has to happen in, in your story. Yeah, there. like all those years of watering, there was growth.
2: Yeah. But, but, uh, but, and this is this is not my story, it's yours. And, and, and what I'm saying is, is this is exactly, you know, what, what you've had to go through in order for you to get to be med men, right? To be Adam. To, to, well, know, to go to, from a marketing you know, hold, agency and on, to find, else to to find yeah. yourself, right? To find yourself and not let these things affect you. To be to, to grow in in such a way that that you know you, you're comfortable, right? Because it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, other than you know your wife and your kids and and, and you, right? But but if you're comfortable and you have a, a mission, you know I, I feel confident that wherever you do, whatever you, you you'll be fine, you know. And and I know like you know that that you know i i i love talking with you i i'm i'm, I'm you know blessed to have you on our show um and I, I really really appreciate you know the knowledge that you're giving not us but but all of our listeners dude because that's the that's the the again the core value of what my whole company here stands for dude is like you know you, 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 we don't have enough people going for the for the for the for the goal you know and i start talking about the things that i'm i tell people And they're just like, you know, it's unrealistic to them. And and it's funny to me. You know, I'm like, yeah, dude, I I remember I was going to throw this huge concert in the middle of the desert and 12,000 people are going to show up. And everybody was like, dude, this is going to be 3,000 people. It's going to be a fire fest. This is nasty. Say that again. You're fired. You know, I said, you say that again, you're fired. You know, I had to say it three times. Two times. I said, if you say it again, you're out of here, dude. And then and then all of a sudden they show up and they're they're like the same person's crying in my arms going. This is unbelievable. You've made my dreams. They saw the bamboo. They saw the bamboo. Uh Yeah, (laughs) they saw the bamboo tree. So thank you, man. You know, and and continue, you know, using your imagination and being unrealistic because that's exactly what what we need in this space. And and that's that's exactly who you are. So anything that we uh, forgot before we let you get on out of here? Oh,
4: I'm whatever. Whatever else we forgot, I'm 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 always elated to be chatting it up with you, fine gentlemen. So it's you know, and it's funny,
3: Adam, because when I look at you and I think of the multi-state operator, the guy that damn near is one of the pioneers to do that. I don't know if you were the first to do that on a retail level. Were you the first to do it on a retail level? You were the first to do it on a retail level. I believe around thirty-three stores in multiple states. And you know over a couple thousand employees and you're the CEO of all these guys and to think that people don't realize after the first interview you did here we had a gentleman that cried here. You and him both shed tears because he thanked you after the show cash like money. Who was here and said thank you for your company hiring me which led me to get my home my car my this and that and how many people that you helped that way that were working in the cannabis industry an industry that people would think huh who but you did this in multiple states and this and that it just goes down as such one of the biggest accomplishments in my opinion of what one of the biggest pioneers in this industry has done and then to see you get beat up like, I'm going to say it, I'm not comparing you to him, but like a Jesus did, you know, throwing rocks (laughs) and everything else and everything else about him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this guy, they they, they screw him. And you're like, dude, look what I've done though. You know what I mean? You turned a regular store into weed. Like he turned water into wine. (laughs) And it's like, you've done all these things for people and then you get ridiculed. Then you go in hiding and now you return right around Easter to here. (laughs) (laughs) almost time And that's the reason why I think it's around Easter okay. time for us right now And it's like that's how I feel about you dude We're because gonna release
2: this on Easter
3: You're like hiding in Costa Mesa <laughs> on our Costa Rica whatever it is And and then I talked to you on the phone out it's there
2: hiding, but <laughs> You
3: know what I mean but like, I mean it's just You gotta go you had to go through so much And then to find out that it was all bullshit And you're making millions off the bullshit that was said about you but,
4: I think that you know, one of these big lessons that the naive version of me, the kid, the punk kid that thought that everything was possible, like could never have understood, is that experience is king, right? So as we think about these... Um, these these individuals in history that whatever we're interested in that we look at that say that that group or that those people built this thing and we look at them and we learn from them and you know we're impressed by them for me it was the gaming guys because casinos and gaming and how that went from illegitimate to legitimate and the licensing and the and the the federal versus state hypocrisy was like very similar in the way that you know wall very similar to Weed, and and those were the guys that my whole life I looked to. So whether it's Kukorian or Wynn or Adelson or those guys that you know, if those guys for me taught me, um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. It's a good thing we're not live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Experience, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. All right, all right, all right. So, so reset, um, sorry. So, reset, for, reset. yeah, yeah. So, so for me, you know, whether I look at. A uh, 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 Steve Wynn, right? Or you talk about Jesus, you talk about Steve Jobs, you talk about anybody that, you know, or a lot of these people that, you know, have a long life in business, because life is long. We forget that, yeah. right? There's this concept of, you know, gaining experience and then like really getting to um, integrate in that experience before some redemption story. And I used to look at it like, you know, people that had success were hated on until such a point where, you know, the hate ended up overwhelming them and then they had to make it again, right? But what I think it really is is like this experience that you don't have until you go through something, right? Once you go through it, the, the, the real question is, can you integrate what you learn to go do it again? And if you do it again, having integrated in, for sure you're going to do it bigger and better. And so when you talk about some of these people in history, like a Jobs, you know, or you talk about someone like Steve Wynn, right, who then had to go regroup. And I never understood that until I was in that position myself. They must have been sitting there saying, I now know so much. How do I build that into my DNA and then apply that to what I'm going to go do next? You're
2: valuable. Right, And then that's all all we saw was like,
4: hey, they waited around and they got a second chance, you know. But at least for me and my experience, that's not what it is. You're seeing it differently now, too, because
3: you're going through it. You're the guy now going through it (coughs) rather than hearing about the guys that have gone through it. it. And they're like, shit, this is my life now. Listen,
2: you you always want to go back to somebody that knows, right, how to get get there. You know, like it's like, you know, you want to get there faster, right? Take someone that's already been there that knows how to get there. Right. And, and, and if they and, and if you know how to get there and you also know how not to step in the wrong, the wrong holes, you know, there, there's things that you've seen now that you, you, there's no way you've done everything. Right. Right. But but there's but but you can see things that there was things that, that were like, oh, I could have done this a little better. This could have been done a little better. And this would have helped us a little bit more. And 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 so anybody that doesn't see that as an asset. You know, they're, they're sleeping. Well, I think yeah. for me, it's just
4: about decisions. You know, I talk a lot about decisions as opposed to, you know, outcomes. And so, you know, so many of these decisions that I was making were, as a lot of decisions are, being made with incomplete information. But so many of these decisions were being made with incomplete information for the very first time in history in America and this, you know, all these first, first, first. And so then to make a decision in the face of that, you have such an incomplete data set. Sure. You're making a call that's so in. To it, in, intuition based right now as we have more experience i have more experience i've made so many more decisions i have uh, a bigger rolodex of information to pull from and as an industry we have so much more information that we would hope going forward we need to require going forward right that these marijuana businesses entrepreneurs companies billion f- public private or whatever that at least that's their starting place sure you know what i mean like yeah. That, that oh, we yeah. have to tighten that up, and we have yeah. to be able to move forward to what's next and better, because um, we're not there yet. This isn't done forever. Not even close. We're not even close. Not even
2: close. That hasn't even scratched the surface.
4: Well, Adam, anything
3: you could do for us is greatly appreciated. If you want to use that forward thinking to help us out, hey man, we're here to we're here to accept.
4: <laughs> well, we've already think, discussed I, that part. <laughs> I think you guys push the industry forward. I think that something is legitimate as mainstream as the way you produce this show, and then unapologetically unshamefully, you know, say right there, it's cannabis talk. We're not pretending this is what it is. This yeah. is the images you're showing. Like, you know, we're not, we're not shy. There are people smoking weed. That's what this is. We love weed. We think weed makes the world a better place. And, you know, Joe Grande, who could be, you know, talking about anything with his sexy, you know, baritone-ish radio voice, Thank you very um, much. he's decided to do this, which is gives us credibility because you put that together. Right. Yeah. So anything I can do for you, you guys are doing this for everybody. Right, and everybody needs to appreciate that. And so, what you can do for me is keep doing what you're doing, and what I'll do for you is I'm back. What's next? Let's go. Let's go to work. Man. We
3: love him, Adam Bierman, yeah. folks. Hey. Give it up again for yeah. the man, yeah. the myth, the legend. Yeah. Woo. His yeah. book coming out soon, yeah. and the movie that we're going to all put together. I well, want to be a part what's of the name it. Of the book? He <laughs> <laughs> don't know yet. You Forget know. Stoner. A working, working
4: title.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's still working
3: on it, but you we know, we're
2: all going to be in it. Imaginarium. I like that. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we do.
0: Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio
1: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions
0: can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances.